Hello and welcome to the Mount Rushmore podcast. I'm Jeff Hopkins and I'm joined by my good friends Richard Manfredi. Hello. And Michael Winfield. Hey Jeff, how's it going? Richard and Michael spend most of their time arguing with each other about the Mount Rushmore of life, the four things that best represent a certain topic. They've asked me to jump in and serve as judge and jury to decide who is right. On this week's topic, imaginary features of your imaginary future house. Hey, um, I just want to say, uh, I want to apologize for last week. Jeff and I had to use the same microphone and it might have sounded a little garbled, but I, it got really weird when Jeff wouldn't get off my lap. And uh, <laughs> just, I, be, just because I'm on your mic and on your lap doesn't mean I'm on your side. So that's you true. Know. I think I lost the last one, too. So I guess that that really puts it back in my court. And I don't get the customary $20 that I get after sitting in somebody's lap when I'm with you. Good job, Santa. Um, so who's going to start off? Well, I believe I won the last one, but I think and I believe this is a first for the podcast. I am actually going to defer. He takes the uh, Richard is the Bill Belichick of podcasting right here. I'm going to defer and I'm going to let Michael go first. I hope that I hope that I can uh, win the next one. So uh, I guess on the subject of uh, imaginary uh, features of your imaginary future home, I tried to break it down. I'll just lay it out completely. I tried to approach it from a like the age of man approach where, you know, that old riddle of like what walks on four legs in the morning Two, two legs. legs at night and three legs at uh, in the evening. Uh, I tried to apply that here, which is different from the age of mankind approach, where it ends with barbed wire and a missing ear. What's the age of man Freddy approach? Uh, you're passed out uh, buying groceries in the parking lot of a Vons, and your wife is like, where are you? I need that. Uh, point, point of fact, it was Ralph's. Okay. So please. I was close. Vaughn's Ralph's. All right. So Michael, you've proven that you're smarter than us by taking a uh, literary approach. So let's hear your first one. So my first one is um, from a child's point of view. And uh, I thought the most imaginary feature uh, as a child was just a slide that runs down from the top of your house. The house, I assume is 10 stories tall because you, Why not? Right. You only think in terms of like incredible things. So it's 10 stories all the way from the top to bottom. And on the way down, there are robot arms that <laughs> uh, clothe you, do all the things that you need to happen. You're, you're probably asleep. You just you wake up and you jump on the slide and you just, you know, you kind of Rube Goldberg mm-hmm. your way down mm-hmm. as if you're in almost in like Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, I was going to say the, the beginning of uh, the Pee Wee's Big Adventure mm-hmm. type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Until you get to the bottom and you're ready to go. You have no real responsibility. The house kind of does everything. It's one you. of the last things a two legs at the same time pants machine. There's usually a pants that you slide into at the right at the end. Was there also a Rube Goldberg type getting ready thing on Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Was there? Was there? Oh, That's what I'm asking. I could imagine. I can we can we can we get somebody to research okay, this? Or crack, crack staff. Clickety clack. Clickety click. No, there was not. Uh, Something I thought of uh, a couple weeks ago. We were talking about uh, Mad Magazine and some of the the bits that were in there, but it made me think of a comic strip called Life in Hell, and there was like a Bongo's Dream Home. Oh yeah. I I think I had those books, or I used to have those books, or my stepdad had those books, and. In it, it had like ev- everything you could imagine as like a seven-year-old. And, and I don't want to step on anybody's, anybody as in Richard's thoughts Thunder here. here. Yeah, but like it was, oh, and we'll post a link, but it was just the most ridiculous fill in the blank of, and I, I just had this singular image in my head of 
this child's playhouse that is just crazy. And I, I guess that's, yeah. that's where I started from. Richard's just chewing at his restraints over here. Well, that's, that's neither here nor there, you guys. No, I was going to ask you, where does the slide end? Does it just go into like just a foam pit? Morgan Fairchild. (laughs) (laughs) My lovely wife, Morgan Fairchild. So like, I, I would think it would go into like something really fun, like a ball pit or something, right? I don't know. I mean, I guess my kind of crappy imagination just gets you kind of outside the house and okay. outside yeah. the door and you're just ready for school. Or yeah, like what would be the most fun thing you could slide into Morgan Fairchild excluded? Be like a, a foam pit, right? Or something foam like that. Foam pit yeah. or probably a pool. Bubbles. Yeah. A pool or some kind of chocolate, a confectionery chocolatier or something like this that. This is really starting to sound like a bad like EDM festival. Like that would get set up the electric daisy. Yeah. Like, like a third rate version of that where you've just got like a bubble machine. Yeah. Or just, it sounds like somebody's sex an early sex dream. It, I just end up at my aunt Linda. That's what I end up at. All right, Richard. Hmm. Um, okay. Then no, actually. So I was started thinking about this in terms of when you think back to something like the 64 world's fair. And if you were to go there and see the, the house of tomorrow, Chances are you would see stuff that was basically stuff they had in 1964, but just taken to the nth degree. So racism? Yes, <laughs> pretty much. Just Kennedy being assassinated? <laughs> so my imaginary I'm features. It's one stuff. big grassy knoll uh, in a book depository. This is awful. <laughs> Black and white television. It's just a second. There's no it's built into a mahogany like encasement, where it's just, and there's well, three the, channels. The optimism of that world of tomorrow. They well, it, and it's partially that. And it's also partially it's hard to really imagine the future when you're in your current present situation. Because you think about like what how, what differences are there from the ha- house in 1964 versus a house today. So have air conditioning. You have a TV that's better, but it's a TV. You still have couches. I mean, the one thing you really have that you didn't have was like a microwave. But that was like that whole idea of, oh, in 50 years time, we're going to have instant food. Well, that's kind of right. what you it got. Does, it doesn't take longer to travel from Los Angeles to New York from 1964 mm-hmm. than it really does to now. It takes five to six hours. But what was the thing? This is like an idea, the house of tomorrow. World right. Fair thing. Is there a precise, are you talking about the attitude, the point of view they're coming from, or is this an actual object? Well, no, the, the, more the point of view of, I guess my four are kind of practical oh. things that you would probably see if there was a house of tomorrow at the 2016 okay. world's fair. So my first one comes from the fact that when I am in the kitchen cooking something, Invariably, I need some sort of kitchen implement that I either can't find, needs to be washed, or doesn't exist, like a melon baller or some sort of like mandolin or something like that. So what I would love to have is like a 3D printer that's just set up to do sort of kitchen gadgets. Oh, cool. So just be like a touchscreen. You go, oh, I need a melon baller. Mm-hmm. Boink. And like 30 seconds later, you'd have a melon baller. Mm-hmm. Now you want this the 3D printer to create... The object for you to do the work, or do you want the oh, thing I don't, to do the work for? Like, do you want a three D printer to create a melon baller, or do you want the three D print, printer just create melon to, balls? No, I want it to create whatever the melon baller. That's one of the things I like cooking. So you 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 know you would think of the idea of oh you could just have any food that you would want. You just pop it in the machine and it'll go boop 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 boop. 
oh, here's a turkey. I don't want that. I still like cooking. People still like the physical activity of doing stuff, right? But like I said, for me, I'm just constantly not having the right kitchen gadgets. And it's frustrating to have to use like, you know, an ice cream scoop instead of a, you know, a melon ball. Or then you wind up with melon balls that are the size of a small, like a softball. I have a couple of thoughts on this. One, uh, Alton Brown would be really mad at you for not multitasking and, you know, just using multiple. Would these things be like disposable? Like, would you create well, a, multi- what I was... a melon ball and then it just goes away after? You yeah, know. I thought about this. And I think it could be made out of some sort of like biodegradable material because I don't care if it lasts more than a couple of uses. It could last one use for all I care. So it could be made out of some biodegradable material that it just, you use it once turns into mulch, you put it in the old mulcher or whatever. And then next time you need, you just get a new one. Okay, so I don't, so I don't have to wash it. Yeah, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah, 3D printer. All right, so Alton, if you're listening, let us know if you are mad or not. Uh, we're going to move on. To well, yeah, we'd love to have you as a guest. So you know, please, <laughs> please come on the pod. Sorry, before, before you move on, there was a, a great comic book from the late 90s to early 2000s called Transmetropolitan by Warren Ellis and Derek Robertson. And it kind of takes place in the future. And it was kind of like this weird cyberpunk political thriller sort of thing. And one of the things that they talked about was this thing called a maker, where you put like this proto substance called a maker block in, you bought a maker block and it was just genetic material. And then you say, I want these sort of sneakers. And then it comes out and there you go. It's weird that we're like almost on the precipice of this, where in 2016, you can say like, I'm going to design this thing. I'm going to put it in and I'm going to have this weird plastic model of like, we're so close to what your vision of the future yeah. is. It's I mean, it, it's a near future thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it is an application of something that already exists. I'm sure you could make this. It would probably cost $10,000 mm-hmm. and it would take like a week for it to actually print out your melon baller, which would probably cut into your cooking that's time a, a little that's bit. A boring cocktail party. Yeah. The worst <laughs> guys, you guys hang out here. I got, <laughs> All right, so yeah. moving on the stages of man, have you become erect? Uh, I'm I'm right there. I'm on my two feet and I'm running forward. And because I'm running forward uh, as a teenager, I need to take a nap. My next imaginary feature is this room in this house that is every wall is padded. Not insanely, but like <laughs> it's like every wall is this mattress room with a weird dome ceiling. So you could be doing whatever you're doing at any moment. You're just down. You're just sleeping. You're done. Right. As, as a teenager, uh, I, you know, I, you just sleep a ton. You just, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what time is it? It's seven o'clock. I'm asleep. And then you sleep until 2 a.m. And then you're up until whatever, or the vice versa. You're up until 2 a.m. And then you're sleeping until 12. And then your parents are yelling at you. What's so funny about this is it, it really describes my change from youth into adolescence. The room with the dome ceiling was the genie bottle for my dream of genie. Mm-hmm. And Genie was in there. And when I was young, I looked at Genie and thought, wow, if I had a Genie, I would have her make all the candy in the world, or I would have her make me a monkey. And then as soon as you hit adolescence, you have different ideas about what you'd like. You to want the Genie, genie. to make, uh, <laughs> make something else with you, is what make you're something saying? Else, make something else. <laughs> okay. So, so the, by the way, that was a little bit of Larry Hagman cosplay. <laughs> We're getting ready to get into there. So, Hag play has been around for years. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I don't know. I think that there is like, I'm sure it speaks to a sense of seclusion and isolation yeah. and pulling yourself away from this world that 
is just constantly impeding on you, whether it's like school or parents and everything. You're just kind of isolated and this is your room. And at some point you're just like, I'm done. I'm listening to music and falling asleep and staring yeah. up the stars. So, and- so I know you're a comics guy. So is this basically like a teenage fortress of solitude? Yes, but without <laughs> without the crystal shards jabbing you right in the neck. Right. If you if you make a misstep, it does have Russell Crowe just kind of like hey, as a, just as a, hanging out in your room, threatening to punch you if you don't go to sleep. <laughs> Richard, what's your next one? Well, I think if you guys know me, I think you guys know me pretty well. You know what do I love? I love RBA baseball. I love U.S. soccer. And a love turquoise jewelry, turquoise jewelry, He's just bedecked in it right now. Right. You can hear it clinking. <laughs> you can't see it. Bedazzled all to hell. <laughs> I love that. And I love taking a big old dump. So this is, a, this is awful. So, this is a Merle Haggard song that you're just cribbing the lyrics did, to. <laughs> did we put the, did we put like the little E logo explicit. on explicit? I took it off for the last song. one, but I think it will have to be on for this one, but there is nothing more annoying than going to the bathroom. There's no toilet paper. I started trying to make a list of things that I've had to use in lieu of toilet paper. This is <laughs> we're not getting there, guys. I, we're not 3D printed. Yeah, 3D printed <laughs> toilet paper. So I just want a never ending roll of toilet paper. <laughs> Michael looks so disgusted with the whole concept of having agreed to do a podcast with me at this point. I it not in my like wildest years that I think we would get here. <laughs> You thought we at least to be a couple of months into the podcast before we didn't really hit this point. Just go ahead. Like this is, this has never (laughs) been a problem in my life where it's just like, well, what's next? And here's my shoe or my t-shirt. And I just uh, like, at some point, like you'd think that you'd like evaluate going in. I was in a first, I was in eighth grade. I was at a friend's house and went in there, realized after I started, no toilet paper. So what are you going to do? Call your friend when you're 12? Hey, Matt, I need some toilet paper. <laughs> I looked around, couldn't find anything. All I could find was a newspaper. Well, that's not a bad substance. It wasn't the guest towel. <laughs> your shoe. Well, that you, the guest towel that you, you folded up nice and gently and put it back in the. Wait, was it the New York Post? Because I assume that's, that's just the. That's pretty much what it's worth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I just want like a, a never ending roll of toilet paper. So you never have to worry about running out. Mm-hmm. Maybe not like an, I, I thought about maybe like an automatic wiping sort of station, but I feel like that might already, I'm sure the Japanese have this is what yeah, I'm trying to say. So I just want like just a, a roll, roll of toilet paper just comes out of the wall. You never have to worry about running out and you're set. Now, is this, is this toilet paper? Like, I hate to be like the economist here. Is this like subscription based? Like if you were to put one end and then flush and then just go to town for forever, would it just cost the owners of the house to just like, I can't believe the toilet. <laughs> you can't. It's like using like AOL, like back, right. back in 1995. Like you this- guys use 200 megs. What? <laughs> this does seem like this is the next step for Google fiber. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you have too much Google fiber. If you have too much Google fiber in your diet, you're going to need the never ending roll of toilet paper. We're at the bottom of the second round. And I want to really the know. bottom. bottom <laughs> truly. We go right to the bottom. Like Richard's are so about shitting. Right. Pooping. So far we've covered it. It's French culture. If you'd like to follow us online or listen to past episodes, check us out on Mount MT Rushmore podcast.com. <laughs> We'd be also on Facebook at facebook.com slash MT Rushmore podcast or Twitter us at MT Rushmore pod. And let's get back into it. Michael's going to take us to his third. Uh, my next one is imagining this as an adult. And I guess as a 37 year old adult, I have several feelings about it, but I just want 
every light bulb in my house to be an LED light bulb that I don't have to replace for 15 years. I want to wake up one day and all the lights be out and be like, that was a good 15, 18 year stretch where I paid 5% less for my electricity than I did uh, when I first started 15 years ago. You're, going to let, you're presuming they all go out at the same time? What, I don't understand that scenario. <laughs> and, and, yeah, no, my assumption is that at some point as, as like a, a responsible adult, I replaced every light bulb, every like incandescent light bulb with an LED one. And then 15 years later, I guess there's no, you know, that's, that is ridiculous. There's no reason why I would have used every light bulb the same amount. Mm-hmm. So, and why is, it, is this, is this imaginary? Are you saying this is imaginary because there's no way you would actually do this? Of course. Like who's, there is no one that is replacing everyone's light at the same t- Like you kind of, everything is like a mishmash of, well, I'll get to that. That mm-hmm. one didn't go out. Eh, I can work. I can, I can let this one go for a couple of years or whatever. It's never, you never think about it in those terms, but well, it's not like the tires in your car where one goes out and you're like, well, I might as well replace the rest. I just want you guys to know, you don't know much about Michael's past, but I've known him for about 10 years. I know he hasn't lived in the same residence for over six months. Like he really (laughs) is, uh, is an itinerant, itinerant hobo. Itinerant hobo, hobo is a good way yeah. to phrase it. Yeah. An indigent individual, and he comes from a broken home. So I don't think he's lived in the same place for 15 years. He's a, he also is a, a gypsy yeah. from in, in Italy for a Michael's while. I what saying is he wants a family. Yeah. Be, if, people are light bulbs. If we were to do this podcast eight months ago, I would have just asked for like candles, and I would have been fine with them. <laughs> right. Like, is there anything that's like tallow based that I can that I can light and live on for for eight months, and I'll be happy there? If any product is is created by the Amish in Pennsylvania Dutch country, Michael would have bought it. <laughs> okay, so uh, that's Michael's three. Richard, right. what's your third? Well, this comes from, it's kind of another practical one that's, I don't think it exists today, but it's probably a near technology thing. Where I live, our, our duplex, there's like no good place to set up a TV. That just, the layout, you like, you move in, and you think, oh, this will be perfect. We'll put the couch here. This is going to be TV's going to go here. And when you actually set up, it's like, boy, this is crappy. Everything's off at an angle. You can't see right. You bring friends over. The other couch is like at a 90 degree angle. Someone has to like watch it from it from the side. So what I want is just like a hologram type TV, but not like a hologram like you would think like, oh, it's 360. So I could go around and see the backside because you know, if I'm watching Jimmy Kimmel, I don't want to be able to see like his backside while he's doing the, the monologue. That does. I don't need that. But what I want is kind of a hologram TV so that no matter where I'm sitting, it looks like it's absolutely centered for me. I love that the idea is that this is a technology that they perfected in the haunted mansion. Yeah. Right. <laughs> of like the, of the, the three the busts, the three yeah. busts that yeah. welcome you yeah. uh, as you're getting on the doom buggies. And it's just like these faces that follow you. And you're just like, right. that is the coolest thing. And you're just like, well, those are just convex faces. So it's mm-hmm. not the, the biggest deal, but you, I love that idea. So you're, you're not getting a, you don't want a hologram. You just want to always see it from the perfect 90 degree. Yeah. And I think you would have to do that as some sort of, and I, I don't know technology, but I think you have to do some sort of hologram that would be like attuned to your eyes. So no matter where you mm-hmm. kind of go. Yeah. It feels like uh, speculating that the, before that is created, the contact lens that has TV that's just going to sit on our face. Mm. Right. Will be invented. I can't wear contact lenses. They've, I don't oh, really? like, I don't like touching my eyes. Now this freaks me out. So that, I, I'll, I'll pass on no, that. Now, here's, Thanks, here, Jeff. Now, okay. We had that weird milk thing a couple weeks ago, right? I can't wear contacts either. 
picture because of my weird, like the shape of my eyes. Oh, really? Is that it? Or do you just not? I just don't like the idea of having my eyes touched in any way. I feel like there are certain parts of your body that shouldn't be touched. My eyes are one of them. Uh, I love you guys. I, go ahead and didn't fill in. I'm, I, I'm, I'm leaving this door wide open. Guys. I'm not. Just, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna crap over all over your idea at all. I think this is incredible. I, I think it is such a weird friends coming over sports party move. Yeah, where there's always that person that's standing off to the side and they're watching it and they can only see a portion of it and then they just turn away and start their own side conversation. I love this. I, I also feel like this is something that's one of our listeners is going to email us within. 20 minutes of this going live going, we know this already exists. The guys at bell laboratories have been working on this. Yeah. It's an entire, Whatever. it's an entire mm-hmm. room of people wearing VR goggles and just sitting there and being like, well, this is the same thing. It's yeah. like, well, no, it's not really the same thing guys. So yeah, that's my number three. Okay. Uh, Michael, you've got really one last chance to impress me here on your fourth entry. My last one is as an old man, I would think that the best feature is not like, it's not like a coffin machine. <laughs> that would be awful. What? No, 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 no. It's not that. I, I, I just, I just have the this. E for explicit and the D for depressing. Yeah, this uh, it would be some sort of, it would be some sort of, like some sort of time machine or some sort of time portal that could tell the person in the past, that them in the past, that you're never going to get where you think you're going to get. Or you're going to get wow, like, wow, this got really dark. Wait, what? This gig, the, Can like, we get back to my crapping? Because it seems <laughs> like that's back to the back, like some sort of communication device where you could tell yourself in the past that you're going to get 50% of where you think you're going to get to. Oh, okay. Okay. Like you can communicate with yourself in is the it, past. Is, is it, what's the psychological message? Cause you're Relax. never, cause you're never, cause you're never going to like time travel. Like yeah. we've, if we could have time traveled, we'd already be, we, there would already be time travelers. Yeah. Here. We would not have like Donald Trump already becoming president. Spoiler alert. Sorry, spoiler oh. <laughs> alert. I think there would be more evidence of time travel if there was time travel. But if there was like some sort of like built in like wall can be like, just be like, uh, you're just don't, you know what? Don't pursue podcasting because it's, <laughs> it's not going to, it's not going to turn out well. What do you think it's going to, but I, like, I love the idea of like communicating to yourself in the past. Would it to, be, would it be very specific things like, Hey, you're going to open up that, uh, you're going to open up that 401k and you're going to decide, you know, 50% on like, like soybean features, futures. Don't do that. I don't know. I think if, if it's weird, if I was like, if I was communicating with myself in the past, it would be like, uh, go out on more dates and put yeah. down the comic books when yeah. you're just seems like a wiser, just like, be just a wiser old person who you see whittling on the, on but, but like, I think there's side. a very specific thing in like yourself knowing what you could communicate uh-huh. to yourself. Like it's like the yourself portal. Like you can't talk to anyone else. You yeah. can only talk to yourself yeah. and be like, listen, guy, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what part of the house would this be in? Like your den? Maybe there's like a garage, a, sh- no, no, a shed. There's just an app on your phone. Or something. No, there's just like a little closet. It's like yeah, the, it's a like magic a magic mirror or something. Yeah, it's like, like a yeah. U closet. You could just, you just go and you're just like. So can you go from your fortress of solitude into your roller- your, your closet of depression? Yeah, just like like rollerblading's not going to keep on. <laughs> so do a different different sport or some activity. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I dig I that because it's it's a uh, would it kind of prevent you from extended embarrassment and looking back and saying, I did that too long. I was into, I wear an ear cuff for too long or I had a rat tail and I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. I think it would be like, Hey, you're 18 year old, you're years old. Stop putting up comic book posters on your like dorm wall. It's not, it's not impressing anyone or you. Yeah. I think this is an amazing piece of science. 
or something that any teenage girl could tell could have told you at that time. You're not getting anywhere with the that. M- that the, MT- t-shirt. the empty Ewok shampoo bottle that you're that you have on your shelf. It's not cool to anyone. It's not the man or woman. It's not the magnet. You thought. Okay, uh, that's Michael's fourth uh, sealing his uh, envelope here. Let's say putting a rubber tape, my little wax imprimatur on here, right. and a signet ring. And okay, Richard, what's your fourth? So my fourth, just think about the idea of a house, and it is inherently you are indoors. And a lot of the times being indoors is not what you want to be, but there's reasons you kind of have to be inside your house. So I really want like a retractable roof. And I was thinking about like these football stadiums they have now where you can, you know, they have like, like I think one in Michael, the one in Arizona is retractable, right? Yeah. At uh, the Cardinals. Cardinals saying you went there once, right? Yeah, it was cool. Was, was it open or closed? It was uh, closed, but it's amazing when you're inside a place Yeah, and it looks like high definition television and you're just like, I didn't understand things could be this green. It's like being at Disneyland, but for sports. Right. So I want my house to have a retractable roof. So that if it's a really nice sunny day out and I just want to get like natural sunlight, kind of get a nice little breeze. Takes about 30 seconds. Then I see, oh, here comes some rain. 30 seconds, close that sucker up. It would be basically like being able to have a hammock to go outside and enjoy a nice nap. But you actually do it from your bedroom. I love I love that um, just because I heard two things. I heard madness is our house. Right. And then I heard the Eurythmics. Here comes the rain again. Right. Uh, I don't know what song I, that might yeah. not be the title, but you would have to have some sort of screen to keep out like bugs and bird poop. Sure. So I don't know. There might Obsessed be obsessed with poop again. <laughs> then, you have to, then you have to have a, a roll for the, the bird poop. OK, but there's a sense. lot of technology going on to a roll top house here. Well, it, you know, I mean, you, you want you would definitely want to make sure it doesn't get stuck because the last thing you need is like a, a roll top roof that gets stuck like a garage door, like halfway open. Is there here's a question here. Is there any like any foolproof technology out there where it's just like this is just this works 100 percent, 100 percent of the time, all the time. And it's just like it just works. I think that that feels like that's an ad for like a plastic bottle or something. It just bows or something. Yeah, bows. Yeah. It just works. It just works. There was a Honda ad, I think. Was it? Yeah, a couple of years ago. I yeah. don't think that. Is that before? Works. But were the Hondas the ones that were just like were those the ones just, up yeah. randomly <laughs> <Just> explode, exploded? <laughs> so uh, Richard has uh, placed his fourth Rushmore in there. I'm sealing the envelope. So uh, while I kind of tally up the um, random chicken scratch notes that I put down, I'm just going to remind you. Uh, that you can let us know what we missed on Facebook, on Twitter. You can uh, leave a, please leave a review if you're listening to this on your podcast listener of choice, such as a iTunes or a Stitcher. Stitcher. Please leave us a review, whether it's good, whether it's bad. Well, don't leave us the bad ones, really. No, that, well, the bad ones are fine, but only if they're for Richard. Only, okay, but that, that's logic. Hey, wait yeah. a second. Uh, give us a rating and give us some feedback. If you say you like this episode or that episode, we want to hear from you and you can leave us feedback on Facebook. You could put uh, your favorite idea for a subject that we can discuss. Uh, Jeff is really like, he's really deliberating hard on this one. There's a lot of filler going on right now. Yeah, he does, a lot he does, of, a lot of furious, like, like writing going who, on. It's like, who's he going to offend right here? And I feel bad for whoever. Loses I know who this I'm going to offend. I know from the very beginning. So, um, I love the purely. So, Richard, I just want to say you lost this one. I figured that yeah. as soon as you went with me first. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I want to just pay respect to the 
Flintstonian uh, <laughs> list of, of desires. Right. Yeah. I should have. You should have said. You should have said. A pterodactyl that, that would yeah, like rain my ass every yeah. time. I, yeah. Yeah. The, the that to- was the record player as well as the garbage disposal or something. The right. toilet paper, the house with a roof that you can open and shut. Um, the the uh, <laughs> something that you can get a melon baller. You know. To, um, just, I don't know why. Just, by the way, I don't know why I stuck on melon baller. I've never actually needed a melon baller in my life. That was the wildest thing for like that was, mandolin. Sure, you need that all the time. Cheese grater, sure. Melon baller. I, I haven't heard such refined and tasteful needs since I talked to a homeless guy on my way over here. <laughs> Very spes- a bespoke homeless person. Bespoke homeless person. So I'm just going to say Michael's the winner of this uh, episode, and I, I partly because I think of the emotional way that he approached it. Each one of the stages of man, his child, his teen, his adult, his old man, revealed some deep Freudian unresolved issue. And so at each stage, I feel like not only did you tell us a little bit about what you would have liked at that age, but you also revealed the amount of therapy that you still have yet to go through. I do feel like I know you better. I don't know that I'm better for having known you, but... So, uh, noted this week, Michael is the winner, and he has won this week's Rushmore, and he's lost the privilege of ever working with children in any kind of way. <laughs> so, oh. thanks so much for listening. Uh, I'm Jeff. I'm Richard. I'm Michael. And this has been the Mount Rushmore Podcast. <laughs>